0: Now just begin to wave your hands to the Lord and begin to praise Him. This is holy moment. In the presence of God, where we praise Him and give Him glory, He says, "Where two or three are gathered, He's there in the midst." The Lord Jesus is glorified in a mist, forever exalted. Can you say some words of glory to him? Sweet Jesus, we love you. You are the King of glory and we bless your name. May your name be glorified, Jesus. We bless your name, Father. We give you glory. Take over this meeting, Lord. Bless our lives with your word. We will never be the same again. In Jesus' name. Amen. And you're going to shout before you sit. Are you ready? Are you ready? The Bible says, make a joyful noise unto God. So God loves the church to make joyful noises. Are you ready? One, two, three, come on. Shout! Lord! Come on, ten seconds more. Glory, glory, glory. Please be seated. Thank you, Holy Spirit. When the glory come. share something with you and then we step and zoom into prayer. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the word of God? Are you ready for the word of God? Glory to God. So I'm teaching a very special um, teaching from one great man who was a Puritan in his days. the early 18s, his name was called Thomas Brooks there were some thoughts that he shared that I wanted to share with you also because I believe it is really going to bless you so I titled this teaching 10 remedies against Satan's devices 10 remedies against Satan's devices Now, for the next 30 minutes i need you to pay attention i don't think i'm going to finish but at at least within 30 minutes i should be able to lay a very important foundation that will bless your life tonight hallelujah 10 precious remedies against satan's devices now come with me to the book of ephesians chapter 6 the verse 11 Ephesians chapter 6 the verse 11 alright let's go into our Bibles since uh, we are not getting it from the projection Ephesians chapter 6 the verse 11 now can we read together loudly 1 2 go Now he says, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able. Which means that your ability is in what you are wearing. In other words, your disability will be in what you are not wearing. Are you following that? so he says that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil which means that without the whole armor of god you will not be able to stand against the wiles of the devil now there's a reason why he used the whole armor of god and not any human element he says put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to withstand against the wiles of the devil now i want to concentrate on the word wiles now, the word whiles in, in the Greek is methodonia. Methodonia. Now, it's the word from which we have method, strategy, tricks, cunning acts, trickery. Deception and craft. So what we are saying is that the word "wiles" means tricks or trickery, craft, deception, cunning acts, strategies. So the Bible says, "says Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the tricks." The strategies, the crafts, the methods of the devil. Unfortunately, Satan's strategies are not the things that we presume them to be. In the verse sixteen of the verse of the chapter six of Ephesians, the Bible also says that above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith well ye shall be able to what? Quench. Now the word quench means to extinguish. How many? All the fiery darts of the wicked pay attention. The fiery darts of the wicked. Now, the word fiery actually means full of fire. Are you following? It means what? Full of fire. It means to burn something that is burning, something that is hot, that something that has fire. That's why he used the word fiery. So actually fiery so he used fiery darts of the wicked which means satan has fiery darts now the word darts also means javelin it means arrows it also means missiles so fiery darts means javelins or arrows or missiles that has fire in it, which means that the aim of the wicked one. <laughs> let me let me put it this way: so these arrows and javelins, have you realized that when arrows are thrown, it's supposed to pierce you, right? But this time around, these arrows have fire in them, telling us that. Satan's plan is not only to wound you, but to burn you. He didn't get this thing. <laughs> so, he wants you to get wounded and catch fire. He wants to burn your entire Christian life alive. praise God so from here from the verse 11 and the the verse 16 we we get to realize that Satan also has missiles he has weapons of mass destruction weapons he uses to destroy Christians are you following that? if you follow that teaching on spiritual warfare you will know some of the weapons But let me just go through some of the weapons that Satan uses against Christians number one is uh, destruction it's a weapon. Number one is distraction. Number two is condemnation. Number three is doubt. Next is discouragement. Next is false doctrine. Next is temptation. Next is worry and anxiety. Next is ingratitude. Unforgiveness and bitterness, next one. Last, next one. Immorality, next one. impure thoughts pride fear and physical assaults by that i mean infirmities diseases and sicknesses they are all weapons that satan employs to destroy christians now it's very important that you are intelligent Spiritually, to be able to understand how Satan uses these weapons to destroy Christians, one principle about spiritual warfare is to know your enemy. Tell somebody, know your enemy. So, you'll notice that, um, let's assume, um Ghana wants to play Brazil. Brazil is top notch. Ghana wants to play Brazil. Do you realize that the coach will take the video clips of the previous matches of Brazil, right? Then they begin to watch how their strategy works. How their midfielders operate. The strength of the striker. What he can do, what he cannot do. His speed. What they are trying to do is to know their enemies and their strategies. Are you getting that? Because if you don't know your enemy and his strategy, you will be shocked. And I'm going to make a very profound statement. You may not be happy, but it is true. Satan is very dangerous, wicked, and powerful. Very profound statement because I'm sure somebody says no man of God Satan is powerless wait until I finish Satan is very what dangerous, wicked and what, powerful because if you want to know your enemy you should know the strength of your enemy hear me, the fact that Satan was defeated did not mean he lost his power Are you hearing me? The fact that Satan was defeated did not mean what? He lost his power. This is a very important principle you need to understand about what I'm just about to teach you. Let's assume Mike Tyson, a heavyweight champion, fought Holyfield and Holyfield defeated Mike Tyson and took the title. Does it does the defeat of Mike, uh, of Mike Tyson mean that Mike Tyson has lost his strength? Does it mean Mike Tyson has lost his ability to fight again? Are you following this thing? So the defeat of Mike Tyson is only discomfiting him of championship and not strength. Please, are you following this thing at all? So, Mike Tyson is no longer the heavyweight champion because Holyfield defeated him. What it means is that as long as boxing, as far as boxing is concerned, there is one champion, one new champion. There's one title holder whose name is what? Holyfield. That doesn't mean that my is now powerless, useless, can't fight again, and has no power at all. Please, are you following this thing? Because if you don't know this, you will underestimate it. And hear me, in warfare, don't underestimate your enemy. I've seen football teams who underestimated other clubs and they were mesmerized. Haven't you seen a small team score Brazil four goes to one? Please, are you following that? In football, have you realized that a team can score four goals to zero and then within five minutes, the opponents can score 4 3, take 4 4, and score 5 4, and they finish the match? Have you seen that before? It has happened several times in history. Those who scored four goals thought that that was the end. So they began to relax. They underestimated the power, the strength, the resilience of the opponent and anytime Christians underestimate Satan he takes them by surprise so I want to help you understand who your enemy is and who you are dealing with before we come to the 10 remedies that will help you overcome his devices please are you following that so Satan is still powerful yet defeated by Jesus Christ are we following this thing so that when you are tempted to think because we say Satan is powerful you can be able to attack him by your own strength you feel sorry for yourself that is why in Ephesians 6 10 he says finally my brethren be strong where? in the Lord because the moment you think that you are strong in yourself Satan will shock you there are several descriptions of Satan that should put us on alert the Bible calls him a killer in John 8, he he's called a murderer, which means Satan is bloodthirsty. He's what? Bloodthirsty. In John 10, 10, the Bible says the thief cometh not except to what? Steal. So he's a thief. Kill, he's a murderer, and destroy. Satan is a destroyer. tell somebody know your enemy he is also called the accuser of the brethren so he is an accuser in 1st Thessalonians 2 the verse 17 and 18 the Bible calls him a hinderer that means Satan can hinder you when you have access he can hinder you but we brethren being taken from you for a short time in presence this is apostle Paul the apostle of grace not in heart and therefore the more abundantly to see your face with great desire. Wherefore we would have come unto you even I Paul, once and again. But what? Satan hindered us. (laughs) So Satan is a hinderer. He can hinder you from accessing certain dimensions. Are you following me? So we need to realize that even Jesus did not underestimate Satan. Can you imagine Satan stood before Jesus and told Jesus that bow before me and I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world for it was given to me. That's what Satan said. And Jesus never questioned him. Jesus never said hey, hey, point of correction I'm the creator of the universe fear Jesus was quiet you know why? because Adam handed it over by obeying Satan and Jesus understood legalities so when Satan said it was given to me he did not question Satan Please, am I teaching you something serious here? (laughs) So, Satan is strong and powerful. Tell somebody, Satan is strong and powerful. And you see, what makes him strong is number one, his angelic ability. Number two, his deceptive ability. And number three. His structural ability. What makes Satan strong? Is the number one what? His angelic ability. So when he fell from heaven, he did not lose his angelic ability. What he could do by power in heaven, he still has the capacity to do it. So, what makes him strong is his angelic ability. He didn't lose that form. Number two, what makes him strong is his what? Deceptive ability. His ability to deceive, to deceive people is one of his strengths. And number three, his what? Structural ability. We are talking of his organized system, his administration. Listen, Satan even has organized demons. Satan is well ordered and well structured. I'm telling you. So, even in his kingdom, he has rankings. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and he moved to what powers look at the rankings then what rulers of darkness of this age and then what spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places satan has an organized system you know in the military we have soldiers we have navy we have what air force right So, so the soldiers are on ground air force are in the skies navy are in the sea Satan has systems operating on earth, operating in the heavens and operating where? In the sea. That's why they are marine spirits. <laughs> Is someone learning something from here? Spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places. They are in the air, the first atmosphere. And the demons are the soldiers. <laughs> they are the ones who walk on earth. Hey. <laughs> foot soldiers (laughs) hallelujah so by these three abilities it makes him very strong his angelic ability his deceptive ability and his structured ability so we can't underestimate this enemy and you see there's a message I'm, I'm preparing I'm going to be teaching very soon I titled it prayer and the, and the spirit world <laughs> how prayer influences the spirit world listen the realm of the spirit is a very vast world the realm of the spirit is 100 billion times bigger than this realm whatever we see here physically is only a minute fraction of what is in the spirit realm listen there are advancements in the realm of the spirit that will take us the next thousand years for them to manifest here oh, maybe let me give you an example is it what we are seeing in technology are all in the realm of the spirit are you following this thing do you realize that those times when peter was in chains and uh, the angel came and broke the chains out, do you realize that when he got to the gate, the gate opened of his own accord, it is recently we started experiencing that in hotels when you get to the gate of the hotel and the hotel opens it <laughs> 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 that technology was there it's now that it has been downloaded the earth Are you hearing this thing? So, what we call telepathy, where people can communicate with their brains, existed in the realm of the spirit before telecommunication came. There are dimensions in occultism where you don't need a phone, you, you, you use your hand to talk, you can dial it and talk. Have you realized there are some movies now and they put phones in people's hands? It is now coming. I'm teaching you here. So the realm of the spirit is far advanced. I'm telling you. Far 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 advanced. So men and women on earth are now catching up so the intelligence of spirits outweigh the intelligence of humans that is why it will take divine intelligence to combat a demonic intelligence so you are too small for the devil to use your strength to use your mouth to use your limited capacity to transact spiritual audience. I'm teaching good here man so we are talking about the 10 what remedies of against Satan's devices now this is the first remedy against Satan's device now First of all, let's read the book of Psalm 91, the verse 1 to 11. Psalm 91. Thank you, Jesus. The verse 1 to what? If you are there, say glory. All right. I read. He that what? Dwellet. Now, the word dwellet in the Hebrew means to remain. Surprise, it means to abide. It means to settle or it means to sit. So it says, he that remains in the secret place of the Most High shall what? Abide under the shadow of the Almighty which means when a christian remains abides in god there is a shadow that shields and hides him in the realm of the spirit and the next verse is going to tell us how the spirit world look like he says i will say of the lord he is my refuge and my fortress refuge is a place of hiding a place of safety same as fortress my god in him will i trust Surely he shall what? Deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. And from the noisome pestilence. That's disease. He shall cover thee with his feathers. Under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be what? Thy shield and thy buckler. Telling us that truth is a weapon. His truth revelation is thy what? Shield. So every revelation you capture is your protection. Then he goes ahead to say thou shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the what? arrow that fly by day. So this scripture is telling us that there are arrows in the realm of the spirit that our eyes cannot see. Satan can shoot arrows. Who the 6? Not the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted in noonday. So Satan can set up distractions in the afternoon and in the evening. And he says that a thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come na I'm going to hear some big amen only with thy eyes will you behold the reward of the wicked now look at the verse 9 this is is something serious he says because thou hast made the Lord which is my refuge even the most high thy habitation the same as the verse 1 dwelling what is going to happen to you there shall what no evil before thee neither shall any plague come nigh thy what dwelling so the verse now is exposing something to us telling us that because you have made the Lord your dwelling that is why this evil cannot come to you which means if the believer does not make the Lord his dwelling evil shall come to him I'm teaching good here So, the secret to overcoming satanic onslaughts and assault is abiding in Christ. That's what? Abiding in Christ. So, all these 10 remedies I'm giving to you are means or ways by which we abide. Very simple i we good to go. So I'm going to do this in 10 minutes then we pray. So number one. The first precious remedy against Satan's devices is walk by the rule of scripture. Walk by the rule of scripture. Come with me to the book of Galatians, chapter 6, the verse 14 to 16. The Bible says, But God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the focus here is on the redemptive work of Christ. He says, By whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. Reduce it a little. The verse 15. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availed anything nor uncircumcision, but what? A new creature. Now look at the verse 16. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace be upon them, and mercy and upon the Israel of God. Interesting he says as many as walk according to this rule I want to use that word to explain what it means to walk by the what rule of scripture now the word rule here in Greek means canon k-a-n-o-n canon and the word canon means standard it means what standard it also means boundary. Hmm. It also means a measuring tape. It also means a line. <laughs> it also means a sphere of activity. Last but not the least, it also means law of living, judging, and acting. Law of living, acting, and judging. Hmm. Finally, that word rule here means, you don't need to write it, okay? But you can write if you want to. A fixed space within the limits of which one's power of influence is confined i repeat a fixed space within the limit of which one's power of influence is confined now what we mean by this is that scripture is a rule now do you know a ruler a ruler is a straight device that is used to draw what? Lines and measurements, right? The Bible is telling us that the scripture is a ruler. The scripture is a line. It's a measuring tape. So one of the ways of walking above Satan's devices is to walk by the word. Rule the line, the standard, in the boundary of scripture. So which means that if this small carpet is the line that has been drawn for me as scripture, I can't come out. Once I come out of that line, I have come out of the rule. That means I am assaultable and insultable. Please, are you following what I'm saying? So Walking by the rule of scripture means walking by the boundaries of scripture. Anytime a believer leaves the circumference of scripture he exposes himself to Satan. This is a good teaching here. Your sphere of living your sphere of judging and your sphere of acting is scripture. Scripture. So, what the Bible says that the scriptures are your law. When you break the hedge of scripture, the serpent will bite you. I'm teaching with you. So tell someone scripture is a rule. Have you noticed that in Atlantics, okay? Um Olympic games a 100 meter race for example have you realized there are lines for each one that line is your rule you don't enter someone's lane in a 100 meter race there will be a problem you will be disqualified are you following this thing so you are supposed to run on your lane the bible is telling us the word of god is your lane your disqualification your your exposure to Satan comes when you leave that lane. So, as long as you remain in the rule of Scripture, you remain powerful over Satan. <laughs> so, some of you, eh? Satan can set a trap for you because he has realized that, for example, this small carpet eh? that you are on. That is your rule. You are there. Now Satan wants you to come out, so he will set a bait <laughs> and he will put bread, small bread, on a trap like that. Then he will tempt you. Then you are coming. You are coming. You are coming. Then all the demons are just watching like that. <laughs> then they are watching. They are watching. Oh but, oh, but when you are about to do like this now, nah, something happened and you came back. Then you are like. are you getting the thing i'm talking about once you walk past the rule the boundary of scripture satan can do anything to you so the word of god is your legality now this is a serious matter i'm teaching you so for example the word of god has taught us what to think about as christians In the book of Philippians chapter 4 The verse 8 Now please check this thing carefully What I'm teaching you is a very serious matter Don't take it for granted He says finally brethren Whatsoever things are true Whatsoever things are honest Whatsoever things are just Whatsoever things are pure Whatsoever things are lovely Whatsoever things are of good report That movie can you watch it with your pastor? (laughs) <laughs> let's move on let's <laughs> if there be any virtue huh? and if there be any praise he says what think, meditate memorize these things <laughs> now <laughs> this is a serious matter so what happens is that once you break the rule of whatsoever things are pure to impure <laughs> Am I am I teaching something so so when you leave the boundary of pure thought to impure thought you have broken the line and the serpent will bite you. I'm teaching you. You see, the Christian life is not too complicated like that. So, have you realized why it is so difficult to take your Bible? You know why? Because Satan wants you to leave the the root that when have I hit in my heart that's the rule Philippians 4.6 he says be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer which means the moment you start worrying about your life Jesus said take no thought of your life what you shall eat, what you shall wear and what you shall drink once you start worrying hey I noticed something. Any, see, I don't know why I can't worry again. It's too difficult. It's more difficult to worry for me now. Not because all my problems are solved because it's not solved. <laughs> but there is a certain confidence I've built in God that everything is going to be alright. BBF you can't figure that thing out oh. you don't know how that thing is going to happen you don't know how God is going to do it sometimes I can be there, I can imagine so somebody should just come and dash me 1 million gallon, and then all my troubles will be I'm just thinking Oh, somebody will give a call they say hey this man wants to help you this man wants to help you and I say hey Charlie I'm just imagining so what if he comes this morning and he comes to give me 500,000 Ghana cities I'm a dream I'm now wondering where you see. You see, what is going to happen is that when you start not to worry, you put God in charge. Wow. Yes, no, I noticed it, it's very real. One of the dangerous things you can do is to worry about tomorrow. So, why do we call Jesus Christ? I don't know why Linda is laughing because. I don't know what is funny at this ch- at, at this juncture of the teaching. What was I going to say? You see, when people allow the enemy to use them, <laughs> distraction. You see, even in church, they say weapon, missa. You have two missa. Iti wa obeye kan na you sami I was sorry them. Oh, wow. You have two missa na bolinda en oh, original no. You Wasaya know? oh, sorry no these are practicals what was I saying please (laughs) yes one dangerous thing to do is to worry about tomorrow you know why because when you are serving the God who is the beginning and the end you don't have to fear the end and that's fate what will I eat tomorrow (laughs) how will I pay my school fees and when is the school fees three months and you are worrying ahead of three months are you fine No, listen, I'm teaching you some serious stuff here because, listen, once you start worrying so much about tomorrow, you kill the energy and the power that brings it now. Hey, I love birds. Do you know the Bible says that these birds, they do not labor or spin, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you aware that when a bear wakes up in the morning he does not have a food problem he has a menu problem you didn't understand what I said the bear has a what? menu problem his problem is what to eat because somebody will throw rice left over there and he can choose to eat that rice somebody will throw leftover cocoa there he can choose to eat that cocoa somebody will throw some uh, pizza left over there he can choose to eat pizza so his problem is menu because God will touch the heart of somebody to throw something out for him to eat so that's the confidence of the bear that before the day ends medidi. Medidi. so no bird wakes up to get worried please are you following this thing so hear me so he saying, be anxious for nothing once you start entertaining anxiety you break what the rule, the boundary. And what happens is that Satan will sow a thought into your mind to do evil. I can tell on authority a lot of arm, rob- arm robbers. It was because of worrying for tomorrow. And Satan sowed it. <laughs> oh, you don't get what I'm saying. That's why a young girl will sleep with a sugar daddy for school fees because he doesn't know God can provide it even the very hour before the doors are closed. He didn't know that. So, 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 what's point one? We said what? Walk by the what? Rule, the line, the boundary of scripture. I I saw a verse in the book of Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 and 18 So, so I'm teaching you how to walk by the rule of scripture so you find out what the word of God has said then you walk in it irrespective of how you feel look he says although the victory shall not blossom neither shall the fruit be in the vines the labor of the olive shall fail and the field shall not yield meat the flock shall be cut off from the fold and there shall be no hand in the stores look at the next verse he says yet in the midst of this I will rejoice in the Lord and I will joy in the God of my salvation When I returned from Kenya, the, when I got to the airport, straight away I had to move to police headquarters because these people were still trying to mess up with us again. They—they've gone to mess up. I can't talk about it because other people are going to listen. So for two weeks we we're on hold with building project. I was supposed to get worried and say, "Lord, you know we are moving in first September. Now's when our rent is ending." Lord we need time now to finish this thing how would I think before God to man I want to worry that worry is not coming so I don't know when it's the fasting I'm fasting or the prayer I'm praying or the word I'm studying but you see my life is so saturated with God that things that are of this earth they can't penetrate again and I'm not boasting the ability to worry has died And today I receive the call, they said by Monday everything solved. So please, are you following this thing? So hear me. Learn not to worry. Don't worry. Be happy. Do 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 no Face (laughs) here, yeah. Let's stay in the boundary. Let's stay in the boundary. Hallelujah! Please, are you following something here? So, so, what's your rule? What's your rule? The word. It's your rule. Colossians three, the first one to three. NIV version. NIV version. He says, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your what? Hearts on things above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Next verse. He says, set your minds on things above and not on earthly things. So once you set your mind on earthly things, what happens? You break the rule. And Satan attacks you. Someone gets in this thing, simple as that. Romans chapter 8, verse 6. He says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. I've told you severally that to be spiritually minded is to be scripturally minded. So as long as you allow carnal thoughts in your mind you will kill your spiritual life fear can kill your spiritual life because it's it's a carnal mindedness I'm teaching good here thank you father because I found grace I'm enjoying you more than ever, Lord. Thank you. Thank you so much for this new rich experience I have with you. Thank you. I'm grateful. Thank you so much, Lord. I know what I was five years ago. Thank you. For what I found in you. Thank you. Your boy is grateful. Thank you. Hallelujah. So we're going to end here, then we continue from next week. Okay? Alright, so in the next two minutes, um, five people are going to tell me what they just learned in the teaching that we pray. So I'm going to point you, when I point you then, get me a microphone please. If you bow down your head, you'll be number one. All right, so uh, move the microphone. Put it on. Try two. Try two. Two. Try two. Try it again. Try two. So you're the first. (laughs) So try it. All right. Uh, so try with two. <laughs> uh, Papa, I didn't come early, but then what I came to hear Papa, you have word of knowledge. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so you are talking about the fact that uh, as believers, we are supposed to stay in the confines of uh, scriptures, which is actually our rule. And then going out of uh, scriptures, you avail yourself to be attacked by the enemy. Alright, so that's, that's powerful. Now, so what we have done, when we we're talking about knowing your enemy, whatever it is, so uh, so when we get you the microphone, then you tell us what you learn. okay? So, um, uh, give the mic to um Mr. Asshon. Alright, today I'm learning that uh, we are supposed to know our enemy, okay, his strategy and his tactics. Okay. He taught us about... Please get the microphone closed because it's being recorded. Okay. He us about how powerful he still is because he has angelic ability, um, he has structural ability, and the third one uh, deceptive. deceptive ability. Yeah. Thank you. All right, that's powerful. So, um, um, so uh, yes, Oswald. Give him the microphone. All right, let's go. Um, I learned um, whenever we expose ourselves so outside the boundaries of um, the uh, scriptures, yeah. the word uh, the Satan attacks. As Satan yes, attacks. Uh, but he, he said it, so you have to add some to it. <laughs> uh, I learned uh, about the weapons of the satanic okay. weapons. Yes, that's um, last. Yes. Um, how do you call it? A lot, yeah, yeah, a lot. Okay. lies, okay. lies, pride. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you remember only two. Okay. All right. Um. Mister Obet, let me have three more people. Okay. Couple, thank you for the opportunity. I learned about that. <laughs> <laughs> you learned. <laughs> All right, you continue. Yeah. Please, you said that. Ah, you've lost your voice. So, we should... <laughs> give me <him> a pen. Write <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll read it. <laughs> okay. All right, take your microphone here. Yeah. Hey, says I've not. I forgot you. Before. Somebody should bail you. Choose yourself. All right, let's move. So, Papa, I learned that um, you said the word of God is um, where we are supposed to stay. It's, yes. it's a boundary where God has given to us. And then you use the tape measure as an example that is a rule. And yep. that when we come out, we are exposed to the enemy. It means that the enemy will become assaulted. The enemy. What's the title out. of our teaching again? Against what? Titan. Satan's devices. So, number one is we, we are saying that walk by. The rule of scripture. So we are saying that when you leave scriptural boundaries, what happens to you? You expose yourself to satanic onslaught. Are you getting that? Good. All right. So let's take two more. All right, gentlemen. You have something to say? You have nothing to say. You have nothing to say. Drop your offering and walk out. All right. All right. Give her the microphone. Yeah. I also learned that um, Satan is dangerous, wicked, and powerful. In okay. the fact that he was defeated by Jesus doesn't mean he's powerless. So, in warfare, we shouldn't underestimate them. So, what we said was that the fact that Satan was what defeated it didn't mean that he lost his what power. What explanation did we do? Did we use? Someone should tell us the explanation. Elijah, please tell us. Thank you, Baba, for the We are doing ones. a refresher class, okay? Okay. Papa, right. please yeah. use the example of Mike Tyson. Yeah. And one other uh fight. Holy Ford. Holy yes. So he said, assuming Holy Ford defeats Mike Tyson, that at that moment he becomes a champion. Yes. But that doesn't mean that Mike Tyson has lost his ability to fight again. Are you getting that? Yes, sir. Okay. That's very powerful. All right. Last one. Those are the back. From Esther down to... Esther, you want to say something? Okay. So... Give Esther the microphone and let Esther say something. And then, Natasha will also say something. And then, Sika will also say something. And then, uh, Frank didn't come to church for two weeks now. You also say something. And then we'll close. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Papa. Yeah. Please, um, just a word of knowledge. I left. I learned about we not being ignorant about the fact that... Um, you we, we, we know you we shouldn't be ignorant of, about the craftiness of the devil yes and you told us uh, um about um things that can sway us away yes like uh, fear yes doubt unforgiveness yes. bitterness anxiety anxiety yeah yes so um we should just walk in the consciousness of the word of god to okay. get away all this Oh, right, that's very powerful all right natasha you can you can even say it in French. It's fine. Really? Yes. Can I really yeah. say it in French? Yes. Um, no, I let me just say what I, I, I got because all what the other people said, I, I got it. So I also got um, Satan operates in different dimensions. Okay. Uh, that is like uh, you took the example of army. So he has immense operating on head. And in the other, yes, yes, yes. So, um, we con- we have to continue staying like in the rule. That is the scripture, the word of God. To so, be that protected. is what everybody's emphasised. That means that it's a serious matter. You understand? All right, that's powerful. Sika, finish off. She's also learned the same thing that... <laughs> the same a... thing, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so, repeat the same thing. In our Christian journey, you know how scripture says we should carry our course daily. Okay. The devil is continuously setting up baits in our work in every area, so mm-hmm. we should do what fits in the confinement of the word. Alright, that's powerful. Frankie, you're the last person and then we pray. Baba, thank you for the opportunity. Alright, God bless oh, you. See. I also learned that um, the first when we started, you, um, you gave us the scripture on Ephesians 6-11. Yes. And we spoke about the armor. Yes. And um, during that time, you said um, the ability of what you have in in you will show you how to withstand um, every attack that you have. And you made us know that um, during Satan's um, the strategy Satan's use normally use are not the things we presume to be what he used. And you also went on to say that um, Satan is um, wicked, dangerous, and powerful. And therefore, we shouldn't um, underestimate our enemy. And lastly, you also said we shouldn't worry about um, uh, we shouldn't Make um we shouldn't worry, and if we worry, um we break scripture rule. rules so all right, you, Papa. all right. That's powerful. All right, so please are, are we are we getting this thing? All right, so um Satan is very smart, he knows that as long as you are in the word, you are in the spirit. Did you hear that? He knows that as long as you are aware, in the word, you are in the spirit. There's nobody who walks in the word without walking in the spirit. Are you following that? So, if he takes you out of the word, he has taken you out of the spiritual glory, the atmosphere of glory in which you are in. Please, are you getting this thing? So, that is how smart he is. Gets you out of the word into fleshliness, into carnality, into anxiety, into fear, then he's able to attack you. Have you realized that Job left the sphere and entered into fear? And what did the fear do? It exposed him. Are you following that? All right. So, can we rise up and pray? Today, we are going to pray 10 strategic prayers, three minutes each. And hear me. As we are praying, don't pray casually, pray like you mean business with God. Are you here with me? Now, lift up your hands. Say, Father, in this moment, strengthen me to pray. Strengthen me to pray. Strengthen me to travel strengthen me to in traffic. your presence. In your presence. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Please, when I raise the topic, you only have three minutes. So whatever you have to say, say it quick. Are you here with me? And pray with see the intensity of your prayer shifts your a- atmosphere. Are you getting what I'm saying? So don't just be carnally standing there and then they're like, No, it's a prayer moment we are in now. Are you here with me? Now, you want to pray number one that Lord, open my eyes, fill me with knowledge and understanding so I can understand my place on the battlefield and know the strategies of the enemy against my life. Are you here with me? Lift your voice and begin to pray right now. Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Give me revelation and insight to know what is the hope of my calling. To understand the strategies of the devil. To understand the schemes of darkness. A spirit of discernment. Open my eyes.